Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. This is episode eight of Business and Heels podcast. Did you know that the average house sells in Australia for $560,000 with agents receiving an average commission of 2.2%? Now, when the math's all done, that's $12,000 lining the pocket of a stranger to sell your home. Now, joining me on today's show is someone who is extremely passionate about the real estate sector, and she is on a mission to disrupt, in a good way, the way you buy and sell your home. Julie O'Donoghue is stepping up to the microphone today and Julie is a self-starter with experience across the tourism, event management and real estate sectors. She loves all change which has a positive effect on our lives and she is not afraid to challenge the status quo if it results in better services and opportunities for all. Now on today's show Julie is going to share the importance of people planning and listening the importance of creativity and flexibility, as well as the importance of pivoting and so much more. So welcome to the show, Julie. Hi, Emery. So you have been involved in a number of different sectors. And of course, the sector you're in today is the real estate uh, industry. And you really are on a mission. You're challenging the status quo. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I believe passionately that we're not maximising technology to make the sale and purchase of our homes more seamless, more transparent, and to reduce the costs for us all, Emory. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Yes. Uh, if I take your point about the commissions, that's just one side of it. But if you take advertising and those, those sorts of things, why are we still paying exorbitant fees for advertising when we can find out and do so much with our technology these days. So that's why I'm on a mission. Yeah, why I love uh, the fact that we're speaking today, and of course we've uh, had an opportunity to speak previously, is that what you're doing is you are in an industry which has been around for quite some time, yet you're looking at it from a different angle, you're embracing technology, which we all have at our fingertips. And because of that, because of that passion for really wanting to, to bring better services and better opportunities, 
opportunities for your clients and for others, you really are using the technology, leveraging it in a way, in a very unique way to uh, within the real estate. Before we dive in, just give people a name. Uh, what's the web address so that they can check you out? www.nextaddress.com.au Fantastic. And certainly go and uh, look at the website because Julie really is transforming uh, the real estate sector. So let's talk about the importance of people planning and listening. I know that everything we're going to be talking about today, Julie, you believe 110% in and of course is very apparent in, in how you do business. How can we, what are some insights we need to know? Oh, I suppose when I came up with the idea, uh, it was because I'd had a personal experience and a friend had had an experience which was particularly um, n not a good good experience. Mm. And I thought there had to be a better way. So I had I had the idea of how you could use technology. And then what I did from then was I actually thought, okay, this I've got to look at this right from from bottom to top. Yes. So I did a I did a a, a fourteen week program which actually took me through an entire process of building my business model so it made me think and challenge all my assumptions and hypotheses about the, the the idea I had and it made me really drill down and I I say to anybody who is really thinking about taking up a big challenge that you must do that mm. uh, it's a, uh, it, it's not just a, it's not a business plan it's actually more than that it's actually drilling right down into detail about why you think your idea is going to work because there's no point to building an idea mm. you think it's great it might be a good idea but do people really want it I think that's a great point and how many unfortunate business owners launch a business idea yet what they thought was initially a really good idea no one buys into and I think sometimes we get feedback from those closest to us and sometimes they don't want to disappoint us do they they say oh that's a great idea but would they pay for it mm, that that's another story going yeah. through that process then this 14 week program what were some of the key things? Maybe there were some exercises or questions that you were then, you know, encouraged to really ponder on that were significant in, in leading you to make some key decisions. Does some things stand out? They probably do. Um, I interviewed over 70 people about my real estate assumptions. Wow. Yeah. And they were either family and friends or someone that I knew or I'd be somewhere or someone would say, what are you doing? And I would, I would tell them and I'd say, tell me, and they said, and it was so funny. People would just go, "Oh, I could tell you about my real estate experience." <laughs> and, and I said, "Oh, here we go." And I used to just laugh and think, "Oh, it's the same, same, but different versions." And, yeah. And so I, I built up quite a bit of knowledge. But then, in actual fact, uh, when I uh, started to to think about things, one of the things that was sort of critical was how important a real estate agent is in the process. And in some ways, I was wanting to get rid of them completely, but you can't and I don't want to but what I want to make I want to give people the choice that they can do it themselves because because everybody can do it themselves but there's some people who don't want to do it themselves who don't have the time to do it themselves and who also through to things like death divorce are not in a position to do it themselves because for, for legal reasons yeah. so there's always a need for real estate agents so it's just about how to encourage real estate agents to act 
uh, in the be- in our best interest at all times. Mm-hmm. With, and that's with probably more my integrity. biggest yeah. pivot point. Still, Still pivoting. pivoting. And we're talking yep. about uh, the importance of pivoting. What I love about this too is that, you know, many of us who may be starting our business or, or have an idea for a new arm of our business, it's really important to go through and do a bit of due diligence, do a bit of planning. And obviously you've, you've really gone out and done some incredible research, which I'm sure has given you information that has led you to make decisions, maybe didn't do implement things because you think, well, that wasn't really important to people. Over what time frame did you interview those people? Was it through the 14 weeks or you actually spent a bit more time after no, that program had finished? Yeah, it was longer. Mm. Um, it, well, I say it was a 14-week program. It actually took me 28 weeks, Amory. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I suppose I, I took off half a year of my working life to to see whether this idea was valid yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's like something people might go, well, that's too long. But in the case of what I was trying to do, or what I am trying to do, or what we are achieving, is we're, we're creating a very, very different model. And that's not something that you can do lightly. It needed a lot of thought and also a commitment on my behalf. So I've been at this for nearly three years, and in that time I've not taken a salary. What's really interesting about this is that it, it, you say there's no one really out there that's doing this because you really are paving the way. You're a leader in your industry. So for some people that may be uh, facing that, because let's let's um, be honest, there are many industries at the moment going through disruption and there are some key people who have seen a need, they recognise there's a gap or there's something that's just not being done correctly or with integrity in the industry, similar to what you're saying, and have picked up the mantle and have gone forward what did you do then were there some things that you did that enabled you to get the information that you required to give you some solid evidence and and and, you know foundations to make your decisions because of the fact that was no one's gone before you in in many of the areas that you're now um yeah driving oh i know that that was probably the hardest thing is there's two parts to that story there's the information from places like Australian Bureau of Statistics about how many houses are sold in Australia and across mm-hmm. the uh, Asia area, all of those sort of things, which I needed to get my head around. Yeah. And uh, and that, that was one challenge. And then there's also the challenge of what are the latest digital and tech tools that we could utilise to make what I dreamt possible. Yeah. And so that was the other part of it. And even today, like I'm working on at the moment, is what we're calling our marketplace. And... This was something that I, I wanted to see part of the platform, but it's taken us till now to actually see how that's all going to fit and what we can do with that. So basically, Anne-Marie, if you were on my site and you wanted to sell your you know, two-bedroom unit in, in wherever it is and you go online, you list it all up and you are, we ask you a fairly detailed information and say one of the points is you, it, it says landscape, your, your garden, and you go, oh, it's pretty pretty crappy so I really need to say I need it needs work yeah so as soon as you indicate that we are tagging that and we can we're sending you an instant blog post that goes here are eight tools for a a two-bedroom unit garden that you can implement for less than five hundred dollars yes and here are three landscape gardeners in your area who you could use to do that for you if you wanted to so really being very clever about the technology to provide incredible service to you. So you go, Mm. oh, that's awesome. Okay, I could do all that. Actually, I don't have the time to do that. So I'll go and talk to these three people about doing that for me. So that's, that's the ability that websites now have to tag, to retarget, 
and to cleverly provide the services that we need at mm. our fingertips rather than have to go off that site and go, okay, now I need to find three landscapers. Oh, now, you know, so you jump onto Google and do it that way. Well, this is taking all of that out of that equation for you. Yeah. And just providing them. So um, that's our next, that's our, that's what we want to be, you know, so that it's just a really seamless, seamless, um, seamless mm. for you. And you just go, yep, okay, the blinds need changing. Here we go. Need blinds. <laughs> yeah. Here it love goes. it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And look, we're talking about the, the importance of the people, the planning and the listening. And of course, the planning and the listening came from really thinking about, you know, what is it that I see is, is a gap in the market? You've listened because you've interviewed and approached, you know, 70 people. And then, of course, the importance of having people around you because, you know, it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. And so it's important to have a key team of people who maybe do have those technical skills. Because I'd imagine, uh, Julie, you would have thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could do X, Y, and Z? Now, from a technical viewpoint, you're not a code or anything like that. So it's really important to have team around you that can give you kind of feedback. Yes, we can create that. Yes, we can create that. That's obviously been an important st step for you too, yes? Uh, absolutely. And and I think uh, if, if there's one other lesson, and I, and I probably was fortunate that for some reason I understood this intrinsically, that this idea was much bigger than me mm -hmm. and that I needed very, very smart people, smarter than me, yes. around me. Mm -hmm. uh, and don't be afraid of smarter people. No, no I think... Um, I think women are better at this than, than uh, men um, at, at, at knowing, acknowledging this and saying, I need to get these people around me. The biggest challenge I had was how to find those people. Yes. No. And um, it's, that took a lot longer than I wanted it to. And it's not as if you can just suddenly put an ad out and go, oh, I need smart people. They <laughs> 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 like, come and find me, you know. Yeah, and, that's um, right. You so, wanted to be yeah. a little bit more specific in, in than that. Yeah. Did you use, yeah. I mean, today they're, uh, again, using the technologies. We're able to outsource to highly skilled technical people that don't even have to reside here in, in Australia. Did you find that you're using overseas? No. Or more locally based? I, did, mm. I didn't. Because of my work, I had built a number of websites for a number of different companies and non-for-profits. So I had a relationship with a fantastic designer stroke right. coder mm -hmm. who had a, who's had a fantastic relationship with a really detailed coder. And what I did was in the process of my planning, a lot of people that had been very generous with their time, I then, when I did the budget and recognised that if we got this right, it could actually make a significant amount of money, and I thought, well, I need people to help me around that. I'm willing to give that away. I actually approached the same people and gave them sweat equity in the company. Yeah, yeah. And that meant, and now all those people still have sweat equity. And now my non-executive director stroke advisors have sweat equity. So that means we're all driving from a position of intrinsic belief mm -hmm. in the model. Yeah. Because no, you, you've, you've, you've signed on and you're giving your time freely to enhance to to see where this product will go yeah and, and that's that's very exciting from my point of view that trust that people have so my team spreads from my mentors stroke ned strokes um non-executive directors advisors uh, brisbane two three in sydney three in melbourne and then my team 
are based in Victoria. The actual mm. sweat equity working part of the team are in Victoria yes. predominantly. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And that really leads uh, beautifully into the importance of creativity and flexibility, particularly from the point of view is I need to have key people around me. Startup businesses don't often have a lot of capital behind them to be able to invest in that. And so what you've done, thinking very creatively about giving people, as you termed, uh, sweat equity, thinking about other areas of creativity and flexibility that was very relevant to uh, your business. What were some of the insights that you learned? Oh, gosh. <laughs> creativity. Many, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's not being not being rigid in your thinking process about what what your what your product might look like yeah uh, um, listening to people about their views on something like only recently in the last six to eight weeks we have um, got another advisor who's a um, a website user experience expert mm -hmm. who's been drilled all over the site and gone nope like we thought our site was looking brilliant no yes and and he just said, no, 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 no. It is, but you've got problem. You've got issues here, mm. and this is this is holding you back from this point of view. So it's about finding those those more creative people and trusting them about their skill level. Um, so I think that's really important. After we informally sort of did beta trial 18 months ago, we were in trial for quite some time. Formally sort of really launched in November, and in that time we've actually got this will be our third iteration of the website. Right. Since November. Let me ask you this, because as, as you're speaking there about, you know, inviting other experts or people with areas of expertise to be able to support you in taking, in this instance, um, the website to it to the next level, what would be a determining factor that would have you say yes? Because why I ask that question is there are a hundred different ways we could do things. And if we listen to a lot of people, we could get stuck because we can, you know, continuously changing, changing. So the fact that you were in third iteration of it, was that because of the feedback that you got from some people that then alerted you to oh well maybe we need to do some changing in this area yes. is that because you're d driven then by the feedback the decisions are yes. driven on the feedback yeah yes yeah. yeah yeah by getting people to use it and go actually that's that's a bit clunky mm -hmm. that's not as seamless as we want um, and I think um, because technology in the digital space is it's transforming so quickly around us and we know exactly who our target markets are and they are really tech savvy people yeah. that we need our system to be at the latest. And, mm. you know, it, it is a, it is a moving, changing beast technology and you do need to be on top of it the whole time. Yeah. And have the latest thinking. Amazing. So, you know, yeah. it's interesting because I've got some clients who are in the FinTech space. So that's finance and yes. technology. So would this be real tech then like real estate and technology then? Is there a term for this yet? <laughs> or you have to yeah, spearhead maybe, something. Maybe we might spawn it today, Anne-Marie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. Real, real tech. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think, yeah, it's interesting that uh, there, are, there are a lot of people sort of trying to do similar things to us yeah. and like there's there's DIY models that have been out there for quite some time but we're actually taking the model to, we're actually buyer focused mm -hmm. so we're actually saying that the all of our and it's a bit like that Airbnb model which is if you go into there they're about the user and that's what we're we want to we want to be focused on the user and then you find a house um, by through that process as opposed to being an advertising portal for the house primarily. Yeah. So we're flipping that model, mm. but we're also directly connecting people and yeah. no one is seamlessly doing that. And that's what 
we we want to be known for yeah. is that it's directly connecting people, maximizing maximizing resources, and eliminating. Um, high costs yeah and that's such an important model for all of us who are listening today that we just really need to get clearly defined on our niche on the area that we want to be known for because if we're trying to be all things to all people you really end up being nothing to anybody you, you just you know you just fade away in, into the, the shadows so that's such a, an important point it's it's interesting because like uh, I'm not sure if you um, some of people might know the word avatars. Yes, um, I'm sure they have. The yes, and um, you know it's a, it was a word that I didn't know two and a half years ago. And we've been very very clear, and we keep working on what our avatars look like. So um, we're currently just re looking at our, our visual um, images at the moment to make sure that they are clear about those avatars and and bring that brand right through the whole platform. So. Uh, yeah, and that's pivoting again. Oh, that's know. right. And creativity yeah. and flexibility, always refining and exactly what you're talking about, listening to the feedback that you're pro being provided, that, that's being shared to you, and then not being scared to adopt changes, you know, being creative and being flexible and being able to create those changes. And I think what a lot of businesses, traditional businesses in, in any industries, when they are too top heavy with a lot of existing executive decision makers and board meetings to have before any changes are made, they're going to get left behind. Businesses now need to be able to, to, to change and, and run with what the market uh, demands or requires, don't they, to be able to, to make changes. When you look from a, from from your then executive level, from the point of view of getting some feedback or the point that you get some feedback through to uh, obviously to bringing it forward to your team and then making changes, I'd imagine that is done as quickly as possible yes if you know that it's going to be changed for the best well yeah like I, I made changes to the website today yeah um, so um, all morning I worked on on some words on new on new language um, for for the site um, so we had a meeting last Saturday a half day workshop on user experience so the, that was Saturday 10 days ago yeah and so by I would hope by Friday of this week all those changes are implemented yeah yeah. No, so, um, and there were quite some quite extensive changes in terms of just different elements that require a little bit more coding and removal of code and things like that. Which I'm good now. I can actually do a bit of coding. So yeah. I taught myself that, and I, um, but I, um, I, I need the, the more serious coders to step up and, and take certain leads um, from that. But I can change my own site, and I think I think that's important too to be able to to know what coding is and to mm. not be afraid of it and and I don't and challenge yourself in that like I was 28 before I saw my first computer I'm a 55 year old woman that mm -hmm. is changing the way real estate is forever seen in Australia you yeah. know who would have thought they don't expect that of the founder of this company yes and I think that's <laughs> do we that's need to change some code power. here let me jump on the let me jump in and I'll just do that it's like what but look that's just fantastic I mean it really does show we are only limited to that which we are you know going to say no to so if we want to learn something it's just a matter of, of being able to learn it and of course having a team around you who also recognize the importance of being able to make changes and make shifts when uh, when when it needs to let's talk about pivoting just for those people who may not have heard of the term pivoting before explain what it is and then share some ways that you've done that in your business 
Okay, so pivoting is is seeing that you, you've headed down a certain path. It's not achieving the, the goals that you thought it was going to achieve, whether it's because you, your customers haven't come on board as quickly as you wanted to, which is what in case that's what we saw. So we then went, okay, our website is not looking as clean and as clear as we need it to be for our customers to make those decisions. So we need to change and pivot our front landing pages to, to achieve that. Mm. So you, you pivot across. Um, another pivot was to recognise the need for that real estate agents are an important resource and we need, do need to use them and to have them on the side in some capacity. Yeah. So that was a pivot. Uh, and it's, it's not being afraid that you've made the mistake, you know, and I suppose it might hurt your ego a bit and it certainly did mine because even though I was a real estate agent, I actually had this dream that I was going to get rid of most of them. Yeah. Um, but, and oh, was, damn. Uh, and many of them get to have their job. I mean, just a joke. Yeah. But yeah, I know what no, you're saying. No. Yeah. But it's more like, um, it was more like they're, they're an easy target for us to damn and they do give us good reason to damn them a lot of the time. But there are some very, very good, ethical, honest real estate agents out there and they're the ones that I want to see shine. Yeah. Yes. So if they can come onto our site and use our site as we go forward, then you know, it, it will meet all the needs that I, I want it to meet. Yeah. So, so you're really championing also the, the, the fact that there are people out there who are reputable, who are integral and creating an environment in which those people can certainly step up and stand out alongside. Because often in any industry, if there are people who are unfortunately doing the wrong thing, even though, you know, you being in the industry, absolutely opposite they tarnish unfortunately a lot of the reputations of others and so I love the fact that you're not only um, changing the way real estate is and you're championing the way forward for those people who have similar values who want to deal uh, you know and provide the best service and support for their clients too and they'll come on board and you're probably finding that they do and support you all the way too because they know ultimately it's going to positively impact the whole industry and that's I guess what your what your vision is um, for your business exactly exactly and I think uh, the, the real estate sector itself across Australia probably hasn't done itself good service in terms of its training yeah and I think you know there, there's a lot of pressure on them to actually improve that but at this state they're still not achieving that and so what we're looking at is whether we actually have a um, you know, an extra dress a code of ethics a code of conduct that not you aspire to, you achieve, mm -hmm. you know, and, it, and it's part of every one of our team. It's it's about honesty, it's about ethics, it's about, and they're, they're very easy words to bandy around, Amory, and people, we, we do do it, but you have to live by them. Yeah. And, um, and that's, uh, and, and my team do, we, we do, and it's been really interesting just how I've attracted people who, who absolutely get that, and it drives them. Mm -hmm. It's driving the whole team to create that not just about the model it's about creating that an ethical transparent system for us all to use mm -hmm. yeah it's very exciting oh it is one thing i'd love to to ask and maybe you might not have thought about this i mean you're in an industry that you are wanting to disrupt you're wanting to as we said bring integrity you want to bring um, honesty within typically an industry that oh is it can can unfortunately be uh, diminished in, in ways from some people who are not doing the right thing sometimes to change an attitude with or, or a, 
like a culture, if you will, within an industry can take time, particularly if it's deep seated. And I think for a CEO of a business who has that vision, there needs to be real qualities that we have. Sometimes it's just damn tenacity or, you know what, I don't care. I'm just powering on, even though sometimes I'm sure there are days where it just feels like a, you know, kind of a challenge. You take two steps forward and you you know, next day, three steps back. What kind of things have you done? Because you've said, you know, three years, it's a fantastic idea. And I think as you continue to grow, it's just going to continue to, to blossom. But what are some things that you think, if you look back, that to, to keep you focused, to keep you on track, so that you just, you know, take take a step forward each and every day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and look, my, I'm a very positive person. So yeah. that probably helped me. But there have been nights where I've woken up in a sweat and gone, what? What am I doing this yeah. for? What what what's driving me forward? And and um and I I think I've just had that inner belief that I was on the right track mm. and that that and I the, the fact that I was still being flexible in in how I was approaching everything and finding those people around that and I think the people I found that I have around me and even though they're not actually in the office with me that I I speak to on a weekly basis that are my team. It's about respecting their input as well and yeah. and relying on them. So if I was feeling a little bit flat, I'd ring them. I'd ring one mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd say, feeling a bit flat today, just even acknowledging that, I would find that they would tell me something that had happened yes. or that they're working on or what, and not, not just go, oh, don't feel flat, Julie. That's, you know, that's tokenism. Mm. It would be like, okay, what are we, what are we working on? Well, we're working on this and just we'd start talking about the, the project about what we were doing and it would just lift my spirits again mm. and I got yep okay no but sometimes Amber it's really funny it's I never thought that it would take me this long and I think that's the lesson is it does take a lot longer and people would say that to you but it does take mm. a long time mm. when you're trying to do something as significant as what I'm doing yeah. so don't don't beat yourself up about that plan that time and see that it is going to be that and I also found that Every time that I felt like there was a major blockage occurring, I would literally, and we talk about pivoting before, I'd literally go, okay, well, that's not the way I meant to go. I would literally just go, okay, stop looking at that, put that away, close that link on the on Google and go a different way and whatever it might have been. And every time that I did that, the door would open and I would step through again. And, it, and it, it's been really interesting. It's just like, okay, I haven't... When I've wanted to force it, it hasn't happened. It's a bit like just be patient. The door opens. It may not open wide, but it opens enough for you to step through and go, okay, that's where we're heading. Yeah. And then um, and if it blocks somewhere, you go, okay, why is it blocking? Okay, that may not be where we need to go. Let's go here. It's been amazing. And that's where the, my mentors or non-executive director stroke advisors, I cannot believe the quality that I now have around me from those people. Mm-hmm. And that has been by being patient. You yeah, know, I would never have found them 18 months ago, but I've found them now and they're going to drive this with me and the team to the next level because they have got connections, because they've got networks and they have all been in the startup area in far more advanced phases than what I have. Mm. Um, and, and, that, you know, it, and it's about being patient. I'd be more than happy to anyone who wants to reach into me to ask how I found those 
um, I'd be more than happy to, to talk through that. Yeah, too. fantastic. And it really just confirms one of the points that we mentioned earlier was around surrounding yourselves with people, and you said smarter than yourself, um, which is just absolutely true because they can also pull you forward too with their vision, with their input, and they've worked, walked part of the journey before you. So they've got a lot of shortcuts and answers and, and things to support you as well. I mean, you imagine if you were driving, trying to be a champion to, cha to you know, champion for change in an industry which has been around for many many years and you know set culture to try and do it on your own I mean my goodness it would be virtually impossible to try yes. and tackle something and not that you need to do that yourself so um no, so why you, you couldn't insights. do it you, yeah. you just couldn't do it so you, you do need to, to have those people around you and 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 listen to them and I think one thing we haven't we've like we've had a few little chuckles but humor You've got to be able oh, yes. to laugh at yourself <laughs> and you've got to be able to, and your team has to be able to laugh at themselves as well. Yeah, so, very important. And, uh, yeah, and enjoy a joke and have an element of personal about each other as well. Know each other. You don't have to know each other's complete details, but you need to understand where each other sits in, in their their life journey as mm. well and what that might look like for them and yeah yeah yep. fantastic Julie it has been an absolute treat speaking with you today I mean I've learned a lot and then what an absolute champion you are for going forward and and really spearheading I love speaking with people like you because you're championing the way forward how can people let's share the website once again because there's lots of great stuff over there for people um, who may even be uh, able to uh, to really leverage your website and services so what's the web link again www.nextaddress.com.au and if you've got even if you're a, we're, we're looking at that marketplace in the next six months but if you're wanting as a buyer and particularly first-time buyers we've got an incredible amount of resources blog posts on the site so and we're really focused on providing educating people about the processes so that there's it's no no more smoke and mirrors mm. if you want to if you want and we've got chat a chat bot on there and a live chat so there's no, no question that's too silly that you can uh, ask us. And if we don't know it's the answer straight away, we'll get back to you. Fantastic. So. And of course, one of the reasons why you're being featured on the Business and Heels podcast is that you are one of uh, our partners. So it's been great to be able to share uh, your vision and what's been happening because we can learn so much from uh, from your journey as an entrepreneur and CEO of your business. And of course, you are a partner of uh, Business and Heels too. Thanks so much again for coming on the show, Julie. My pleasure, Amy. It's been lovely talking to you. So thank you for joining us again today and we do want to continue the conversation over on the Business and Heal Facebook pages and groups. Go to businessandheals.com for further details and please go and check out Julie's uh, website too. Tell us one aha that you're taking away from today's show. I know I've taken many and of course what's one action step that you're committing to within the next 24 hours to get into action so you can continue to grow your network and grow your business. We can't wait to read your comments and of course connect with you at one of our upcoming in-person or online networking events. Remember get clear, walk with confidence as your destination is closer than you think.